0: Hello to all my pickle bros. It's
1: Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no hold bar. I'd rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me.
0: Hi everybody, Chris Guthardt here. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. Don't hit the fast forward button just yet. Please don't. I got some big announcements. One, this Friday, Beautiful Follow-Ups returns to Stitcher Premium. Use the code stories you get a free month of Stitcher Premium. And if you remember last year, we did follow-up calls with a lot of the the callers that had some dangling threads that we wanted to know about, some of the callers that were the most uh, popular ones amongst the Facebook group. It returns. We've already recorded calls with such luminaries as the Road Dogs. And earlier today, I talked with the caller from call 17, early onset. Currently in this moment, we are literally on a break between two calls with prison bound because she can only talk for 15 minutes at a time. And I'm recording this in the 15 minutes until she can call back. So use that code STORIES. You get Stitcher Premium. Not only do you get this year's follow-up, you get last year's follow-ups. You get a whole bunch of live calls that you can't hear anywhere else. You get our whole back catalog if you haven't checked it out yet. So if you're a beautiful, anonymous fan, it's good value, let alone all the other shows that have stuff up there and the the premium shows that don't exist anywhere else. Another announcement. It is with both pride and a heavy heart that I want to give a very, very genuine thank you to Mr. Harry Nelson, who's been such a big part of the show. Harry is, I'll tell you what, A very, very talented young man, and uh, he's gotten a job in Los Angeles, so he'll be leaving us. And I've given Harry a hard time throughout the history of this show. There was a whole stretch where I uh, accused Harry of trying to overthrow me. He, of course, did our April Fool's episode, which caused actually a number of people to get very mad and even unsubscribe. I think we actually lost subscribers. There were people who four or five months later messaged me and were like, holy shit, I didn't realize that was a joke and I haven't listened for months since I thought they did you dirty. But in reality, Harry is such a nice guy and has been such a big part of things here and he will be missed. It's uh, so nice to see him move on to another gig that he's excited about and also so sad that I won't have him sitting in that booth typing good questions, helping me out. Although he's promised he's going to return for the Beautiful Anonymous convention, Beautiful Con Anonymous which will be happening in spring of next year. So keep your ears peeled for info on that. Okay, this week's call was a live call we just did in Detroit a few months back. I want to thank everybody at Planet Ant for having me. They run great venues, great shows, a lot of amazing comedy happens out there, planetant.com. If you're in Detroit, what a fun venue. This week's call, it's hilarious. It's chaotic, I'm going to ask you to stick with it. I think a lot of you guys are going to agree this is one of the by far hands down funniest calls we've ever had. It's nuts. There's one person on stage, two people on the phone. On top of all the hilarity, there's actually some some really gripping real life stuff in the middle. And the interplay between all of it, I was laughing so hard on stage. Anyone who's at that Detroit show can tell you I was crying tears of laughter it was one of my favorite experiences in 20 years of performing and i hope you enjoy this one as much
1: as i did thank you for calling beautiful anonymous a beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host
2: yeah. hey yeah
0: hey what's up man
2: hey how are you doing hello this is chris <laughs> yeah yeah it's me Hey, how we doing? We're just chilling. <laughs>
0: That's good, dude. I'm chilling too.
2: Are we uh, Are we in this thing right now, or are we not? Oh, also, I should say Hi. that my friend's here too. Hi, I'm here. Don't
1: <laughs> say your name. I won't. Say it.
2: Well, hello. Hello to you. <laughs> I'm and not you-
0: Hello to you and your friend. The answer is yes, we are in this thing. I want to let you know that I have some friends here as well. They are all the beautiful Anonymous and some comedy fans of the greater Detroit metropolitan area. I want you to know, don't be intimidated. They're all very nice and they have your back. I promise.
2: Chris, can I say one thing? Can I ask one thing? That might be crazy. Okay. Um, so I might have a friend there right now. I'm not going to say his name, but what's the chance that I could get him up on stage and he could join this call, too? Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> okay, this is unprecedented. You're saying you are friends with someone in the crowd, and you think they... W- yeah, i not going to say his name. You're not going to say
2: his name, but he, do- he will know you? Yeah, he'll know me. He'll and know he, knows, he knows who we are right now, knows, I'm sure. And I'm telling you, him. he's beautiful, and he'll stay anonymous. So you're
0: saying that you and a friend are on a phone. You have a third friend who is here there's someone standing yeah. up right yeah. now oh no he's sitting back down <laughs> and you're requesting that your friend who is present in the room get up on stage and participate in the call with us although i will remain anonymous with them. oh people are pointing hello Ooh. come on up this is your friend these are your friends on the phone yeah. did you know this was Yo, happening
2: what's up, boy? what up, my man i know it's him I, uh, I, I, I don't say your name Wait, <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait come up on stage how are you thank you so much i'm being
0: told you can't say your name I, I know we're throwing everyone for a loop. If there is a spare microphone around, it would be great. I don't know if there is. If not, we can share. Now, did you did you know this might be a possibility? Did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I I was sitting down and I was, oh, yeah, uh, I called him on the way here and I was talking to him about it. he's a big fan and I'm a big fan. And I told him, yo, they're taking calls. Here's the number. You're ahead of the game. He hasn't tweeted he it yet. He cheated. Yeah, he cheated. And so he cheated a little bit. So you pulled a ruse, told your friends the call was coming. Now, did you tell them, though, yo,
0: you got to get me up on stage? or
3: That's all him. I, this is just is No, just him we, did. him. we didn't.
2: We didn't tell <laughs> him that we have. We said that we didn't get it. We lied to
3: him. This is, is going to be hard not saying his name, but it's him. It, this is all him. It's not me.
2: Well, now you're it, in it for an no, hour. No, no, There's no. your mic. There's your mic. Stop. Stop. He's ready. He's ready. All right. So let's just. Only one's you, Chris. We got. We're throwing out a lot at you, so you, whatever you want to do. Yeah, we'll, we're along for the rest. <laughs> well, thanks, bro.
0: Thanks, bro.
2: <laughs> no problem, man. So, no problem.
0: I will say, I've been doing this now for many years. We've had. We have close to two hundred of these phone calls. This is unprecedented. I have had two callers on
2: the everyone. line. Listen, everyone. Listen, everyone.
1: Your bro is a problem. <laughs>
2: I'm going to give it to my friend.
1: He's going to talk well. I'm, I'm a little less excitable than him, so I can uh, Okay. I can calm him down a little bit. Well, I'm just going to
0: ask you. You're very excited. I have a feeling you may also be high out of your mind. Is this a
1: possibility? He just walked out, but he is uh, recovering from whatever is going on, and he'll be right back. Here he is. <laughs> he got a charger. He's good. We're ready.
3: <laughs> this is...
0: Perhaps the greatest amount of chaos this show has ever seen.
2: This is what you want, and man. It's, it is. You and of it's, all people gotta enjoy it.
0: Bro, dude on the phone, are you listening? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you keep interrupting us while we talk, I'm gonna hit your friend.
2: <laughs> yeah. We yeah, gotta yeah.
1: have some okay. order in this, man. You gotta let us finish sentences. I, I will I will keep him in line. I will keep him in check. <laughs>
0: Because we got 58 minutes left and the crowd is very charmed by this right now. <laughs> but after like 20 more minutes of us just... We're just riffing. Riffing.
2: <laughs> talking over one another. It's going to get... Oh, okay. I'm going to stop talking for 20 minutes. Jeremy's Oh, God. No, it wasn't him. That, that was someone else.
0: Jeremy? So nice to meet you. Is <laughs> that,
3: that... That's not you.
2: That, that, no, no, I think no. no what's that's just talking here. about a different friend.
3: Chris, what's going okay, on just, here is we have two people on the line.
1: Okay, okay, These okay. Are,
3: the, one we're, of my friends I'm just, is the original one. There's another guy there who I'm also friends with. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Chris just took off his jacket. You guys gotta calm down.
1: <laughs> Chris, Chris, I'm sorry. We are we're gonna we're gonna be calm. We're gonna be good. We have a story to tell. So we got two
0: drunk bros. We got one humiliated friend and one overwhelmed host. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous.
2: Unfortunately, we're we got.
0: Okay. So let's everybody take a deep breath. And to my bros on the phone, do not talk. Yes. Don't talk. Don't talk until I ask you to talk again. I'm going to ask our friend here who's on stage, also anonymous, has not told me your name. What is the nature of your relationship with the two men on the phone? Guys on the phone, you got to let him answer this one.
3: Uh, one of the guys on the phone I, I grew up with we're both from the metro Detroit area. Uh, he's just one of my old friends. The other one I met about a year ago. I used to live uh, on the West Coast where they're at right now and just developed a pretty good relationship with them. And uh, that's that. Yeah, they're just two crazy guys.
0: Okay. Your friend, guys on the phone, your friend has referred to you as, quote, two crazy guys. Would you say that is accurate or inaccurate?
1: Yeah, that's pretty spot on. What makes you guys so crazy? We just like to let loose a little bit. I don't know. We got... And have fun. My friend is now sitting across the room right now because he's scared to talk too much. But he said and have fun.
0: No, let's put him on the phone for a second. Let's put him on the phone
1: for a second. Come on over. Come on over. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris.
0: Hey, bro. I want you to know I'm not mad at you, and I didn't mean to make you feel self-conscious. I just needed to wrangle this bad boy. No, a no, bit. no,
2: no. I, um, I'm gonna try to talk calmly and just say <laughs> this is an honor to be here. We're very, we're very uh, Yeah. So, so I grew up with that guy that you're sitting next to right now. So He's I hear. One of my best friends from childhood. Yes, we're, we're standing. Would you not that, say that's not, yeah. yeah, and then this guy. Now, I'm sitting here right next to him. I got my arm around him because I, I love him. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I met him out here when I moved out here, and we started becoming friends about comedy. And um, we talked a lot about you and talked about a lot of everything, and we started getting closer. And then we started taking comedy classes as a couple of white bros do, unfortunately. Um, but then uh, we took the class, and you talk. Uh, we took the class, and I, at one point,
1: in the class, we had to tell a little story about ourselves, and it came out about my dad, who, who passed away and in fact was murdered. Uh,
0: oh, I'm and so I told sorry. It's the little
1: class. It's okay. Uh, this is something that both me and my friend here we've actually talked about a lot and bonded over. Uh, and you want to tell him why?
2: Uh, yeah. So, well, hey, I'll let my friend. You're sitting right next to him. He can tell you. Do you want to tell the story?
3: Why would I tell the story? <laughs> It's not me. Ear, it's ear, both you of know you more guys. Of I'm not going to tell your
2: story. Okay, we You're got another there. friend on here. Can we bring got one more friend. He's not going to be loud. That's not the point <laughs> of this show. This
1: podcast.
3: Hi,
2: Chris Cuthers
3: <laughs> You don't get on the podcast to He's talk gone. about He's other gone. people's
2: stories.
1: <laughs> no, we're here. We're good. Um, okay,
2: so I'll just get into it. So wow. in High school.
1: Wow. So also, this, wait, hold on. Wow. Just, to,
2: just to make this
3: clear before we go on, uh, mm, guy that I grew up with, you're guy number one from now on. Oh, great call. I should have done yeah, this. And then, <laughs> Mar- and then, That's why we put him in charge. It's and then, then other guy up. is guy number two. He's from uh, uh, he's from Chicago. I can can I make that, a yeah.
0: slight adjustment? Yeah. Can guy you grew up with, you're guy number one.
2: Oh, okay.
0: The newer guy in the friendship. Wait, You're
2: bro number one. I don't want to <laughs> interrupt, but I've got... I've got guy number three here too. What? No, 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 dude. Get him out. I don't know who yes. it is. Just he like yes.
1: He's, just He's not a part of this. Yes. Put a stranger on the phone. Yeah. Let's head into the lion's I den. I'm
2: number, two. I'm number How three. many
1: balls can we keep in the air? Put another guy on the phone, man. You think I can't handle it? We're in
2: Detroit. This is the heart of America. Bring that shit. The heart of America. Thank you, Chris. Drink some Fago. Drink what? some Fago, boys. I'm hey, drinking Verners. Yeah, Furners. <laughs> Furners, baby. We didn't even get to the story.
0: You're saying you have another human present joining in midway through?
2: Yeah, he doesn't want to talk, so we're just sitting him in the corner. He's just gonna watch and listen and have fun.
3: Wait, who? Guy number one? Who is it? Give me a hint.
2: Uh, he is my uh, one of my roommates. Got it. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay, hi, guy number three. <laughs> It
0: is astonishing that not even five <laughs> minutes are at best. This is.
2: Okay. I'm covered in sweat. Uh, I'm filled yeah, well, with fear. I'll the story. We're story. Someone's wording everything too much. So I'm going to go back to the story. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so he said that his dad was murdered in this class. Yeah, that we were both sharing. This is after about four months of knowing each other, getting really. We are like two of our new, the newest friends that we've had when we moved yeah. out here. Both so, are
1: recent move, uh, recently moved to the West Coast.
2: So it was just cool to have a new friend out here. And so he said that uh, this is gonna be a big pivot, but in high school, my dad was murdered.
1: Oh, wow, um, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So, so for me, guy number two, my dad was murdered
2: 13 years ago in 2006, and my dad was murdered in 2012. Yeah. Right, guy number one? Wait, what are we calling the guy on stage?
3: Dude. <laughs> I'm dude number one? Yeah, we got guy number one, bro
0: number one, and dude number one.
2: So yeah, so my dad was murdered, and it's a larger story, but we already have too much going on. Two murders, two boys, two bros, so we became fast friends. Oh wait, tell them a story about how I told you about this. Oh
1: yeah, so I, I end up announcing to the class about my dad, and then my friend here didn't tell me about his dad for at least another month. Yeah. Um, not the easiest
2: thing to bring up in casual conversation, if you can imagine. <laughs> at least it wasn't. Apparently, times have changed. Uh, but he ends up telling me about...
1: His, we have a, Okay, so we have a friend who's a stripper. She invited us to her... her <laughs> friend number six. Friend number six. She invited us to her birthday party at the strip club. And we went. And we got a little drunk and emotional. And that was the time that my friend here decided
2: to tell me we about had- his dad. In the strip club. In right before we go, we went and watched our platonic friend dance naked in front of us with yeah. some money at it.
1: So there's a lot of history there.
3: This is all true. I can... I'm so terrified. you were...
1: This
0: is, you were drunk yeah. in a strip club, revealed you had this yeah. shared traumatic experience where you could lean on each other, broke down crying, right. and then a friend of yours who was not an employee of the strip club, but was a platonic friend, decided it's to boy. strip...
2: He is an employee. She He's an employee. He's an
3: employee. What boy. was a... She was a stripper. She worked at the strip club for her birthday. We went and saw her get naked. What a present to her. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: a gift to her.
2: It was great. Hey. Very supportive. It's very strong because she could beat us all up. She could. And yeah. she's awesome. If she ever listens to this, you're awesome.
0: So you <laughs> revealed these deep truths to one another, found that you have this bond that yeah. not many people share, crying, and then a, a, a naked dance happened where you, you and you were still crying while it happened? <laughs>
2: We were no, we were kind of laughing at that point, because
1: we realized we were in a strip club. It, the absurdity of the situation kind of took over at that point, and we were now throwing singles at our, our our very good friend on stage, who is now also naked.
0: So you revealed, hey, I needed to tell you this. I haven't been sure how you shared this very honest piece of information, and actually my father was uh, passed away in the same fashion, and I didn't know how to tell you a very, very quick moment of emotion, and then you're making it rain <laughs> instantly. Yep, yeah, that's about,
2: we don't make a lot of money. So not rain, but like enough. Yeah, like five to $10 Support <laughs> our friend. You're
0: making it drizzle. You are making it mist.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: Now, I also have to point something out, just so you guys know. Have you been told that your two voices are shockingly similar? <laughs>
2: But uh, no, no, but we are two white males, I'll tell you that again. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we bring on Dude number 1 because he brings in the diversity. Yeah, the diversity really helps
1: here.
3: <laughs> I've been a
2: token friend diversity my whole life, Chris. A
1: You paid money That's to be
2: we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to have to, I like that. Wait, you, did you wait? Can I interject? Dude number 1, did you bring did you bring the Faygo for him?
3: I got some moon mist in my car for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring it to the stand-up after.
0: So. <laughs> Sounds great, man. I can't wait. Man, overall, I can't wait.
3: <laughs> moon mist, baby.
0: I already drank a red pop backstage. And I'm halfway through a Werner, so I'm going to be cracked out of my mind. <laughs> amen, baby. Show.
2: Amen. That pop over there.
0: Now... It sounds like you guys on the phone that you're real kindred spirits, and that you're able to lean on each other, and that you have similar hobbies. Uh, but ha- I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna dwell on it too much. But I have to say, when you go through something so specific and and something that I would imagine is really so hard and horrible, it, it, yeah, and you find someone else who knows exactly what it feels like. That that must be. A pretty good moment in your life to find each other.
1: Uh uh truthfully, it's it it almost seems like divine intervention. I don't know. I will say I will remember that night at the strip club for the rest of my life. Uh that that conversation I was the most insane range of emotions I've ever experienced. Uh just in in a short amount of time. Um so yeah, that's a that's a pretty It really feels, it does feel really nice to have someone like this uh, that has experienced the same things, but also, you know, we relate on many other levels.
0: That is, it is really, I I say this, it's gonna sound like I'm being facetious, but I have to say, to be like, I've been through this thing and I don't know how to talk about it with anybody, and then I find another bro who loves strip clubs who can actually understand, (laughs) it's something really. Yeah amazing about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're lucky to have each other. I'm lucky to have him. And we're lucky to have number one, do number one, too. Yeah. Now,
0: I want to tell you something about uh, your friend on stage is that every time you guys start getting ridiculous, like when you start talking about crying and making it missed in the strip Takes club. take his head. Well, no, I turn to him and I can feel most of the crowd look at him. And he is effectively being forced to take responsibility for everything <laughs> you two say tonight. <laughs>
2: He can corroborate everything we say. He's been there for a lot of it. Yeah, so. I know. I, He's usually the one telling us, like, what's bad and stuff, so we're lost without him.
0: And now, did you two, did you guys meet when you were already out on the West Coast, or were you in Detroit when you met?
3: Me and uh, guy number one met here. <laughs> guy number out here. two. We, <laughs> <laughs> me and guy number one have known each other since, since like, sixth grade. Uh-huh. We both, we, we grew up just about 20 minutes from here. And yeah. then, bro, I met out there like a year ago.
0: And, but do you still live out here?
3: Yeah, I still live out. I I moved back out here uh, like in like February. So you initially moved out to California at the same time. Did you guys move out together? No, he was out there I think a couple, uh, no, it might have been a year before I did. And then I I graduated a little later, moved out there. He's uh, one of my best friends for, you know, like of all time. He's like just one of my very, very best friends. And so... Um, It was good to have him out there and sort of lived. We went to different colleges. And so uh, even though we're from the same part of town and uh, he mentioned like the the thing that happened with his dad, we, uh, I I mean, I was friends with him when all that happened. And so it was, it kind of sucked when we went to different schools, didn't see each other as much. And so it was nice, like for all of 2018, we were, you know, we lived 10 minutes from each other and hung out all the time and got to do a lot of things together. And it's pretty sad that I'm not, out there with them right now, but uh, they're still they're still doing their thing, you know.
0: Now, Guy one on the phone. What's the thing you m- miss the most about your buddy who's standing here on stage with me?
2: Man, I hate him so much. Don't <laughs> like him at all. <laughs> Better off without him.
1: He was just <laughs> so visibly. Now warm- I'll be honest.
2: I'll be honest. I I I can't keep going like that. Um, I, well, I was choking back tears one while you're saying that dude, number one. So thank you. I love you. And I miss you too. We both do. Um, but what do I miss the most about him? It was like, he, he's known me as one of the, one of the people who's known me the longest. We've had the most talks, but we also didn't know each other very well. Most of our adult life. And so the year that he was out here. We finally got to have an adult relationship where we got to talk openly about more, more harder subjects and got to really get to know each other more as adults. And not having him to talk about those things in person is tough. We still talk a lot on the phone, but he also just, at this point, he probably knows me the best out of a lot of people out of anybody could be. And so not having him right next to me for when I um, start yelling at stuff and like get too excited and go too, too wild. It's tough not having him as as an anchor.
3: Yeah, just to just to butt in real quick, too. You both, you guys, got to tone it down a little bit. Like, you guys are yelling into the phone. You got way too much energy right now. And where you're at, it's like
2: what five o'clock. Yeah, keep us keep us in check. That's what we are here for. Yeah, control us. Take us your bitch. I'm staying out of this. Yeah, so that's what I miss most about him. How about you, guy number two, what do you miss most about him? Yeah, we don't even need Chris anymore at this point. Uh, yeah. I'm going to
0: go ahead and pause and say thank you, Detroit, booing that guy out of the room because he uh, said I shouldn't be there. Look at that. You guys really like me. That's Nice. Guess what else you might really like? Some of the products and services that our advertisers have to offer. Check these out. Use the promo codes. Help the show when you do. We'll be right back with more of this insane conversation. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now, let's bring you back.
1: Yeah, we don't even need Chris anymore at this point. Uh, yeah,
2: it's... That was mean. That was mean. And I don't condone that. Also not. Apologize. Apologize. I did <laughs> not mean that in any
1: way. It was, uh, I do miss the, got a dude bro there a lot. Uh, he was a very, very fast friend that I made I'm in <clears throat> Los Angeles. And uh, he made a lot of better experience over here. And we went to meet a lot of music shows together. We went to a lot of things together. Uh, just a very all-around great guy and a good friend of mine. And I hope he comes back soon. Please come back soon, my friend. Look at that.
3: I love you guys. I miss you, but... Okay, uh, I guess
1: I love you too. Yeah. We, we also both bonded over fermenting pickles and making pickles, so.
3: Over what? Pickles, we're big picklers, Chris. Big picklers, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think we just found the title of the episode. <laughs> the Big Picklers.
2: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! I'll let it be known. I don't know how to pickle. I don't know how to pickle.
0: Wait. Do you mean you enjoy eating pickles, or you enjoy the experience? Sorry,
2: we, we that was we guy enjoy number one. Pickles. Guy number
1: two makes and enjoys eating pickles. Guy number one just enjoys eating them.
2: Yeah. They're okay. I've had better food. So.
0: So it sounds like some of you actually like taking, brine and jars. Is this yeah. you?
3: Both me yep. and guy yep, number that's... two, a.k.a. bro number one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, okay. That's all right. This is getting very confusing. We sort of became friends over, like in the same way that they bonded over the murders of their dads.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> we bonded over pickles. Me and me and bro number one bonded over pickling.
2: We got no, different that guy, methods. Oh, no, you're and, right.
1: You're right. So. I'm ready to tie him down over here. <laughs> wow. <coughs> so, Hi Chris. I'm sorry. So you're telling
0: me that collectively, you guys as a crew, the two hobbies I know you enjoy strip
1: clubs, pickling. And maybe dad dying, dad dying. where We like talking about those. The crowd
0: has a lot of sympathy, and I feel like they're not ready to laugh at, at those jokes. Although you crushed that one, actually.
3: Wait, what kind of stuff are you pickling? <laughs> we that hard. So, so uh, bro, bro, number. Oh God, bro, the second guy. The second guy <laughs> from Chicago. Second guy. Big, big pickler guy, and he uh, he's a, he's big on like the half sours and stuff. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> he does a whole thing with, like, fermentation and, you know, like, the whole actual making pickles. I, my family on uh, my mom's side is from Afghanistan, so uh-huh. we have, like, a special—it uh, it doesn't ferment or anything. It's just like a very—it's like a poor man's pickle. Yeah. And it's like radish and <laughs> some cucumbers some and carrots and, and did you grow up making these yeah. pickles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then guy number two
0: in California— Have you long been a a pickle enthusiast?
1: So, he had some family history to go with the pickling. I'm just like a weird guy who likes pickles. (laughs) Nah. And and fermenting. Fermenting, it it started as a fermenting hobby. I made beer, I made kimchi and all that kind of stuff, but pickles kind of fell into that umbrella a little bit.
0: So you guys meet in California and you're like, bro. You're into pickling? Yeah. You're never going to believe this. That is exactly what it's happened. That's literally
1: what happened. <laughs> it was it was mind-blowing. I was like, I have some pickles in my fridge. And he's like, I have some pickles in my fridge. And then it was, it was game over.
0: <laughs> so you guys, I want to reiterate, you'll hit this trip club. You'll be like the definition of bro young dudes and then you will go and literally do a hobby that i have never met anyone who's not like 65 and is into it
3: midwest dude we're from the midwest it's just i kind of i mean mine's like the middle east plus, but like.
2: <laughs> that was a good one dude number one i know you're I know. killing it out there Hey, Chris, really quick butt in. I think I can uh, fix this name trouble. And we call the, gu- the guy on stage, Abigail. And we can call me, Tanya. And we can call the guy next to me, uh, Judy.
3: Judy? So
0: Judy's
2: Judy is Chicago yeah, guy. Judy,
3: So you're,
0: okay, so we got Tanya and Judy on the phone and Abigail standing next to me. AKA, I think it was dude one, bro one, guy one? No. Yeah. Abigail. Right.
2: That was not right. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Dude number one is Abigail. Guy number one is Tanya. And bro, bro number one, one is Judy.
0: And who's on first? What the fuck are we doing here, man?
2: I think right. it's got more to do. I think it's just going to help. Abigail, you can keep talking about pickles. Abigail and Judy will keep talking about pickles.
3: Nah, pickles are over. I feel like that's... We did the pickles. We're done with that, yeah. Do you ever spend time in New York City? Have you been? Never been to New York. Me and... Tanya (laughs) talking about going out there to it was cool to see Martin out here we uh, you know see him on your show he's the best that was awesome because I'll
0: tell you in the lower east side there's there's a long tradition the lower east side of Manhattan there's like a long tradition it's like a historically it was a very Jewish neighborhood and there's still some old school picklers and I bet you guys would go there and lose your fucking
3: minds (laughs) we have crushed it. Yo, let's do it.
0: They put out like big barrels of different pickled things right on the sidewalk and you can walk by and get and, you know, get whatever you want.
3: That sounds
1: beautiful. (laughs) Reunion tour. Let's go.
0: You guys are bringing the heat so hard (laughs) that it's been... A solid 20 minutes since you revealed that your dads were murdered and I haven't even asked for one detail. <laughs> That's how much meat is on the bones of this call.
2: We got time. Sounds about right. We got time.
1: Now, are
0: you, have you guys been drinking in California? Are these accusations true?
1: No, completely sober. Ever or just now?
2: <laughs> That's a good question.
0: Yeah, I meant ever. Yeah. Have you ever had a drink?
2: <laughs> right yeah. now that too. We,
1: okay. Yeah, we've had a few, but right now we are we are very so, we are very sober at the moment. I'm going to
0: ask the most broad question I can and I can I'm bracing myself for the answer. Collectively, yeah. Tanya, Judy, and Abigail, are you willing to put your heads together and share with me the most ridiculous thing you guys have gotten into as a unit?
3: Because you've clearly
0: made we it We will, but
2: one really quickly. Abigail, ask Abigail if he's ever drank.
3: No. You don't
2: no, you, have to answer. He already
3: did. You don't have to answer. You can't ask me a question and then not want me to answer. Have you one ever two? drank?
2: No. So that's well, I right. want you to answer, but I didn't know if you were a safe answer and comfortable, so I wanted you to be comfortable.
3: I'm on stage with Chris Gethard. <laughs> 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 I just planned, I paid $25 to sit in the audience. <laughs> And now I'm up here, I, like, anything goes,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't want to make him uncomfortable by dragging him on stage in front of 200 people and making him accountable for your lunacy. So, uh, do you not drink for religious reasons? I don't
1: know about that reasons? much.
0: Yeah, it, it kinda... Honestly, that's a comfort zone. Tanya, not now. <laughs> no,
2: that was, that was Judy. That was Judy. Judy? <laughs> that was Judy.
0: Give it, let's, because we're gonna talk about something. So, uh, it's, so for religious reasons.
3: Yeah, it it, it's sort of. I grew up Muslim, and so it was just a part of a part of the culture and things. And it sort of evolved. Even though I'm not uh, as religious as my mom would like me to be, I guess uh, it's just I just don't need it. I feel like in in sort of this not technically the same vein as you, but like it's just something that I don't need at this time in my life. Right. So that's just where I'm at. But it
0: still has an effect. Have you seen? There's a show. Uh,
3: guy I've known for years put it out, Rami on, on yeah, Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I thought that that's show like, was so uh, brilliant. Me and yeah. Tanya talk about that a lot because that's just a lot of uh, like probably 90% of the things in that show I've experienced in some way.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it sounds between the mom stuff yeah. and the drinking stuff, oh, yeah. being an American bro while also holding on to the values of the old country. It sounds like that show was written for you. Yeah.
3: Oh, absolutely! It was it was one of those things where when it came out, I was telling a lot of people to watch it because it's hard to like convey a lot of the things that you kind of grew up with being a like a first generation American and, yeah. and all these things. But if you cool. if if you're here in the crowd tonight or at home listening, I have to just say it, it really
0: is a brilliant show. I think it's brilliantly written and acted, and I also want to say that. I have known Rami since he was like a kid. He started so young and he is one, maybe as much as any comedian I've ever met, he's the genuine article. He's as nice as he seems. He's just like a straight up hard working dude who deserves all the success. So I want to make sure that since I have a chance, I plug that show. That's uh, <laughs> what an interesting crew you guys got. Hey, Judy, what are you thinking about?
1: What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about I'm happy to be here with three of my, or two of my very, very <laughs> good friends. And talking to you. Notice how I didn't say best friends. Yeah, why did I get cut out of what, the equation? What? Or are you talking about the creep who's lingering Whoa. silently in the corner? And I, I was going on to stage, and we're talking to Chris Gathered, which is amazing. Wait, there's another guy the whole, coming on stage. Package. What is happening? There's,
0: there's another Wait, man, what? oh God, there's a spider. <laughs> this is, how did this get more nuts? <laughs> Some other guy got on stage and pointed out a spider.
3: <laughs> I ran away. We didn't do it. Abiga- Abigail's keeping yeah, an eye playing. on the spider. I don't want to smush it. I don't know how I No, let the spider live. The spider spiders, didn't do nothing yeah. to us. Not now we have another person coming on stage. Important. We have a young
0: lady on stage. This is the most people... You're picking up the... I don't... Do you work here? You're just in the audience. You're just in the audience and you're picking up the spider with your hands... If anyone else gets on this, I got. You know what? Feel free. Feel free. Does anybody else just want to come, come on. on stage? Come on stage. All. Who cares? Who cares?
3: Eyes on the spider. We got the spider. Do you remember the stage here? You might have to put in the credits of uh, the show. Wait, now this, is the spider it's, here? It's just, oh, it might have went through this hole. I think we're good.
0: So you didn't get it? No, we won't step on. I'm not going to kill a spider. It's okay. Thank you for trying. And again, I just want to reiterate... Don't kill
2: it. Don't kill it. They're nice.
0: Okay. Bros, just so you know, we haven't even used this yet. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I have a hashtag set up so that people can offer up their um, comments and questions. Do you want to hear what this live crowd tonight is thinking about things?
2: Absolutely. For sure. Let's do it.
0: Okay. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) We have Monica saying, we have lost control... We have Pat saying, if these bros aren't making pickles to sell as merch when they do comedy, they are messing up. (laughs) We have Emma suggesting a new (laughs) HGTV show called Bros Who Brine. (laughs) (laughs) We have JJ saying, I'm so confused. We have Anita saying, can we hear more about the murders? We have that. We have Katie saying, wait, they didn't bond over pickles in the strip club? We have Katie saying, "How many different things are being pickled?" We have all sorts of. This is taken many turns. This is a bonding experience. Someone pointing out, "I've thrown my glasses four times already." <laughs> it's, oh, someone! They keep counting. Apparently, we're up to seven. And we have Sienna, who just tweeted to ask you guys. I guess we can answer one by one. <laughs> oh no! Uh-oh. Big pickle or little pickle? You don't have to answer that. Sienna, let's be down probably a little pickle, here. But I think it
2: grows. What? <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it again. What did you say? Nothing. You can answer me. <laughs> it
1: was <laughs> an insane answer. There's no need to rehash that. He made a joke so crass that even you're
2: shutting it down? <laughs> It was just weird. It was just weird. It was self-deprecating, and I've got to be more positive about myself, so yes. I don't want to... I don't want to make you feel bad about himself in front of
0: everyone. So you feel like sometimes you get in your own way? You get down on yourself?
3: For sure. Yeah, just to... I feel like we need to take this a different direction. Like, yeah. I feel like... Uh, I just talked Control to... It. Tanya on the way here. I was calling... I told you. He's a big fan. He told me... He, he, he had a rough week at work. He cried five times this week.
0: Oh, no. I hate hearing that, yeah. Tanya. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's that's a correct response.
0: Tanya, I'm so sorry to hear you had a rough week. I had a rough week, too.
2: What happened this week?
0: Well, I don't want to...
2: Uh... No, you don't I, have to get into it. I can talk about my week.
0: No, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much because it's over and done with, but there was a situation in the comedy world where this guy got called out on a bunch of stuff, and among them was that he called me a bunch of really pretty bad stuff, and I never met the guy, and it kind of messed up my whole week, and I had to keep dealing with it, and I don't quite get it because he's a person I don't know, and all I do is work hard, so I don't know. Uh, So that was my week. That's why I cried five times this week.
2: How about you? Chris? Yeah. Hey, Chris, last night I was literally just telling a good friend of mine how of the whole situation, there's a lot of fucked up parts of it. Sorry, Mom. I, I don't want to swear in front of my mom. Uh, but, uh, but there's a lot of messed up parts of the situation, two of which is that the two much better, more deserving comedians don't get the attention, and it all goes on this bad guy. And second is, well, I'll try them out. Bo and Yang, and then Chloe. Fuck. What? Why did someone just Why whisper you... the word fuck?
0: Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Sally. Um, What's your mom's name? Yeah, I'll, I'll apologize to your mom,
3: Rose.
2: Sorry, Rose. Right, but the second thing, Chris, I just want to say really quickly, second thing was I was telling my friend how fucked up it is that I know this guy was a bad guy because he's coming after you, of all people, and you are the last person who deserves that, and yeah. that upset me a lot. And maybe but, it's just because, like, uh, there's a lot of reasons, but... So I'm sorry that you had a really shitty week, Chris, but I, I saw I saw it happening, and it was shitty, so well, I validate you.
0: I'm, glad, I'm just glad to know the Brine Bros got my back.
2: We got your back. Brine Bros are always here for you, Chris.
1: Now, what, hey, Tanya, why was it such a tough week?
2: A lot of things. Um, so work was long, very long, but it's positive. I'm doing cool things. I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying it, but it's just a lot. And um, I was getting over being sick, so... At one point, like half of my side of my skull was hurting because it was just aching, like migraines and stuff. That was not cool. Um, And then uh, also, so two weeks ago, I actually went to, I I helped out at this death camp for kids. Um, It's for kids who have had somebody die in their family. And so that was, I'm still kind of um, recovering from that, both like physically and mentally. But it's a very positive experience, very challenging, but positive. And so then... I cried five times this week, but they were really good cries.
0: These people are so charmed by you. <laughs> and it's really heartwarming. So, the, uh, the, so you went to a camp for kids who are, who are grieving lost relatives.
2: Yeah. And uh, Judy was supposed to come too, yeah, but come. Iron- Ironically, I was supposed to volunteer
1: for this as well, but ironically, I had to miss the training for the, the death camp because my grandpa died, and I had to go back home to Chicago.
2: Oh,
1: uh, no. So there's a lot of death going on over That's here. It's awesome. <laughs> you guys are such
0: a... <laughs> You're such an amazing combination of, like, you know how to laugh at yourselves, you know how to be funny and have fun, but then every once in a while, the clouds part, and it's clear... You're also like really smart, empathetic people who have been through a lot and lean on each other, and that's part of why you joke so much, yeah? Yeah,
1: that was, wow. That gave me a little bit of a little goose, goosey bumpies over Yeah, you're going to make us cry, Chris, yeah. and I've already
2: yeah. cried five times. <laughs> What's Abigail guys to say?
3: The Goosey Bumpies got him,
1: dude. (laughs) (laughs) The Goosey Bumpies got him.
0: The Goosey Bumpies did, in fact, get me. That noise you heard was me physically throwing the microphone down because I did not want to even deal. These guys run in circles around me anymore. Anyway, look, we got advertisers. Check them out. We'll be back with our, our fantastic trio of callers right after this. Thanks again to all our advertisers. Now let's finish off this overwhelming conversation.
1: I gave me a little bit of a little goose, goosey bumpies yeah, over here. Yeah, you're going to make us
2: cry, Chris, yeah, and I've yeah. already cried five times. What's Abigail guys say?
3: The Goosey Bumpy's got him, dude.
2: (laughs) The Goosey Bumpy's got him.
0: And I do want to be clear. Just so I know, it was a a camp for children who have lost someone. Did did I hear wrong? Did you refer to it as a death camp? Because that's a different
2: thing. No, yeah, that's how I call it. Because it's easier to say than grief camp and funnier. Uh Whoa. Well, all jokes
0: aside, that I would have to imagine, that, that is such a kind thing to do. And I imagine must help those kids who are younger than you so much. And it, it must be difficult for you to put yourself through that. So I have to say, uh, it's so commendable that you're trying to you know, take what you've been through and, and the way you've coped and, and pass it on to other kids who aren't quite there yet. I think that's really, really kind.
2: Thank you. But I will say that like, the death part was I, was I was in a cabin with six to eight-year-olds, eight of them. And the, the death part wasn't even that bad. Honestly, they were very open about their death, and it was really cool seeing these little kids talk, talk share each other's experiences. The worst part was when they were spitting on each other and pushing each other off the bed and showing each other middle fingers. That was the hardest part. You say showing each other middle fingers? <laughs> yeah, they were middle fingering each other. <laughs> we're also really hot right now. There's yeah. no air conditioning. We're sweating a lot, and we're leaning yeah, on each other. Yeah, we're very close.
0: This is what I thought this show was going to be when I started it.
3: <laughs> you know, there's a lot of potential, though, <laughs> with the deaths and stuff.
0: But. We
1: could... <laughs>
0: for a show that's become kind of yeah, notorious... Yeah, we can go that. I don't... Like, it isn't just amazing to me, a show that's become notorious for, um, like, you know... It kind of was meant to start as comedy, but it went in this empathetic direction. And you guys have brought up one of the most sort of emotional things that I've ever heard of, and for 40 minutes have successfully instead had us laughing about pickles.
3: It's really remarkable.
1: <laughs> well, we, uh, we're we we're pretty open and uh, don't really care if we
2: and say sad things or happy things. And we've got a lot of people taking care of us to help us through it all, too, so... I want to shout out all those people, too. You know who you are. Thank you.
0: Hey, Tanya, I just want you to know I just saw some Twitter feedback again from Katie, who I think this is a message to both you and I. I'm six months pregnant, and I haven't cried five times this week.
2: <laughs> oh, Try it, Katie. Katie, you got to try it sometime. It's really nice. A good cry is nice. Tanya, what is it you like about a good cry? Um... So, from the beginning, like, I'll just talk about what helped me through everything was that I realized, like, the worst thing I could do with such a bad situation is run away from it and pretend I don't feel these things. And um, so, from the beginning, I always, like, I've got to be able to experience the lows and let myself cry, and I don't have to feel bad about self-pitying, because that's the only way I can get back up on top of the wave and ride ride the joys of everything, so it's the best way that I can balance everything out. So I think every once in a while, you need to just break down and let loose, so.
0: Oh, it didn't sound like you were done, and then you were done. <laughs> I think that's
1: beautiful what you just said. I <laughs> I'm really going to let Judy take it over. Oh, I, think... I guess I'm taking over. I was talking about humor, like sitting in the
2: load. What,
1: what do you say? You're telling me what to say now? I Okay, what I was going to add was that on top of the crying, I felt that having this guy here to talk to about our, our our losses has really helped me kind of feel that emotion strongly again, in in a good way. Like it's been something I've repressed for a while, and something that I've I've for a long time had trouble being open and and honest and clear with everyone about. Um, and having someone just to completely, I know no judgment. Whatever whatever I say. I can, I can talk to him about is really actually opened the floodgates a little bit for me. Um, and I'm starting to feel all these emotions all over again, which I really haven't in a long time in regards to my dad. Um, and it, and truly it, it is, it's an amazing thing. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm grieving healthily almost 13 years later. Um, so yeah, that's a really cool
0: thing to bring out in each other.
1: Yeah yeah.
2: And it is something we talk about a lot, and we, you know very open about it. Yeah, I'll say that in the past year or so, we've been a lot more open about these things with each other because we've had each other. And we've also noticed that we've also been getting more emotional, but like in, also in good ways where like we're able to sit in that emotion and experience it better. And for a lot of years, it's probably felt like we we're as much as we are trying not to run away from, it's hard not to run away from it. So in the past year or so, having Judy next to me to talk about these things is, uh, it helped it a lot and helped us able to process. Now, now
1: How I feel it more. Now I can't get through a first date without t- dropping the fact that my dad was killed. Like I, I just, it's, it's weird. It, it's become a more open part of me, but also it's, it is a part of me. And, and, and like, I don't know, it's just something that's coming up. Yeah, and It's
2: not something necessarily something that like we bring up first uh, still, but, um, when we realize that somebody else has lost somebody, or somebody else has had something shitty in their life happen, sorry mom, sorry Sally, um, you realize that that you are able to open up to this person about your own shittiness, and that person's able to open up to their shittiness. Whether whether or not the shittiness is the same thing, but it's able to just yeah, you empathize with them. You're able to sit yeah. in that.
0: That's amazing. And wait, so uh, Judy, we. Were you kidding or were you serious that you've you've brought it up on first dates now? I ask both because I think that is commendable to get to a place where you're feeling so comfortable and also because I want to know what the reaction is on a first date.
1: No, that is that is a hundred percent true. I've been back in the dating game out in LA, which is very challenging, but you know, I don't know. I feel like for whatever reason, I mean, I talk about this guy to my right a lot, so it comes up that way or whatever it may be. I don't know. Death is the ultimate connector, at least from what I in my in my life it is. And I don't know. On the first dates, I I will I will often kind of have to <laughs> prime them a little bit, but also I'm not gonna you know let that fear of of burdening people with with that kind of news kind of stop me from saying what I want to say, which is something that I. I would filter for years, and I don't know. It's liberating. But also, unfortunately, people have to hear my, my sad story a little more often than normal.
0: But I also know that a romantic interest often will be impressed by some vulnerability, and maybe maybe it's something that's quite endearing on a first date in a way, too.
1: Yeah, it's it hasn't gone poorly in that sense, so no, one, no one's left the table after it. I brought it up, so. That's, that's, good. that's good. That, that would be a real bad feeling. Other reasons day, so. <laughs> Yeah, they might have walked off for other reasons, but not
2: because it's that bad.
0: Now, Abigail. Yep. You've known Tanya since you were very young. You knew Tanya when this happened. You've watched Tanya grow up, now become someone who's not only learned how to reconcile his own loss, but has started to help others. As someone who's grown up and, and watched this process happen, what's been your viewpoint as someone who's like, On the outside, but just on the edge of the outside.
3: Well, so when uh, this whole event happened, um, it was kind of weird because we were from like a pretty, a pretty nice suburb of Detroit, and so it 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 ended up making like national news, and so there was just a lot of attention drawn to it, and um, just like the because of the nature of what happened, his his mom also was in the hospital for a long time. His twin brothers. Also in the hospital for a long time, oh who's God. like still recovering now. You know, um, he was kind of thrust into this uh, sort of spotlight, and so uh, just to know him as this like dinky little dude who played trombone that used to ride bikes with me around the city to
2: like shout out trombone. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? Shout out to all the trombone players out there. <laughs> the most vulnerable moment interrupted by a trombone continue
3: going though no. okay but uh just to see him to um kind of be this quiet sort of funny kid to to have to make his voice heard to be sort of the voice of his family and and all these things and and sort of grow into like he wasn't always this big of an idiot and, like <laughs> interrupting people on phone calls yeah. And and just shouting. I'm sorry. obscenities <laughs> about trombones. He was this different kid, and so like that that event uh, that event definitely, uh, sort of changed him. But it, like we're still friends for the same reasons, and like that sort of brought us together even more. But it, it was there was like a distinct difference, and and uh, I don't think it could have gone any better. Which is the the best part of it, I think. Just yeah, so that's like, kind of an astounding thing to say. Yeah.
0: It sounds like the type of thing that a whole community would be like, oh my God, we got to rally and figure out how to handle this yeah. and help this kid. And I have to say, for as much as you're being a goofball, it's kind of amazing that you can sit on the phone talk about this with all of us here and just be a goofball. You must, there must yeah. be some level of pride that you see him growing up. Into- Absolutely.
3: I mean, just like another tidbit here. So when, when it happened, it was, like, it was early in the morning and uh, he went to a different school. And I was me and uh, one of our other best friends were driving to school and we got like a mass text and uh, we were like, OK, whatever. And we drove to his house and like saw I was all uh, caution taped off and things. And and uh, I ended up like texting him like, uh, yo, Tanya, are you OK? Like, is, is everything all right? And he was like, they got me locked up. At the police station will let me go. Like just some some joke. I can't remember exactly what it was. And it was like, that's the most on-brand thing ever, but it's also crazy. That was that's like to this day one of the craziest things I've ever like gotten back after, you know, his his dad just got murdered. Both other members of his family, like two other members of his family, are in the hospital, like on life support. Wow. He's just texted me a joke back with his little sister at the police station, you know.
2: Uh, to my little sister. She's awesome.
0: <laughs> what instrument did she play?
2: Uh, I tried to make her play trombone, but she, uh, she didn't. And I feel uh, now I'm really mad at her.
0: <laughs> You're still hanging on to that rage? How, how could you drop the ball? She yeah.
2: doesn't even play trombone now. Nine years. Nine years of my life.
0: <laughs> this is not the takeaway from the beautiful thing your friend just said. <laughs> well Tanya I do have to say like I know you like to make a joke and I can tell that you're like me you like to sort of make sure that, right like I, I, I do the same thing That in the darkest moments saddest moments that, that's when the jokes hit hardest and I appreciate it but it also sounds like you are a real strong person who uh, managed to keep a head on your shoulders through something that sounds like it was awful and I, uh, I applaud you and I, w- I want you to know that I'm, I'm really impressed I'm really impressed and I send out a lot of love to you
2: Thank you, Chris. I just gotta say, um, I cannot imagine right now having you tell me that right now. It's, it's pretty surreal. So thank you. And I try. I think we all try. I think every, there's a lot of days where you say sometimes this is so fucking hard. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Sally. But you, you realize that there's a lot of really good parts of it all too. So, I, I wouldn't have been able to become friends with Judy or as good of friends with Judy if both of our dads weren't dead.
0: That's blunt, but the point stands. And,
2: <laughs> uh, I do want to say, how much time we got left?
0: We got seven minutes left.
2: Oh, baby. Can I have like the last three minutes? <laughs> Just tell me, we're going to keep talking, but I want the last three minutes.
0: Okay. You're taking I'll,
2: the last three minutes?
0: I'll let you know when we, we have, don't have three to. minutes left. I might not talk left. that much. I can't wait to see how you plan but, okay. on sticking the landing, Tanya.
2: Here, let
1: let Judy let Judy talk. People are asking. What am I? We can... You keep saying let me talk. There's no prompt of talking.
0: Hey, okay, Tanya. What did
2: you have to take care of you,
0: Judy? Tanya, we've got some internet feedback. Some uh, Joe is saying we need to name the spider. Bring it in. I'm going to go ahead and say we're naming the spider Cecilia. The spider's name is Cecilia. Love it. We have someone, Rachel saying, I love bringing up emo- my emotional traumas on first dates. Does this mean we should go on one? You're getting flirted with? Tanya. A oh, lot of people. Oh, wait, that. hold on. There's a running theme here. Sienna is asking, Big Spoon or Little Spoon? <laughs> uh, Katie is saying. Little
2: Spoon. Little more fun. <laughs> but Big Spoon to take care of your loved ones.
0: Katie is saying if there's one thing I've learned in the last year after losing my wife it's there's nothing that heals you more than bonding with people truly get it and I'm so happy these guys have each other and my heart goes out to you as well, Katie.
2: Amen, amen. Katie?
0: And uh, Shelby says crushing the toxic masculinity with the brine bros tonight. <laughs> I like that.
2: Yeah, baby. Amen. Yeah. Yo, I want that on my tombstone, kingpin.
0: <laughs> now, I want to ask we have you want to you know when we have three minutes so if we have five and a half I have to ask. It's a Saturday night. What are you dudes doing later?
1: We have a uh, a
2: pilgrim themed party to get to attend. Actually, they're watching a football game. So no Native American dressing up.
3: What? Something about they're watching the Notre Dame Georgia football game. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, they're throwing like a party at their house. I'm assuming they're in the hallway right now.
1: No, there is a pilgrim-themed party that we are attending unrelated to the Notre Dame-Georgia game. What was the theme? Pilgrim.
2: Pilgrim. 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 Thanksgiving. Pilgrim? but thank- <laughs> Without the Native American problematic costume. <laughs> what? Yeah. You're no going to work? a okay.
0: Thanksgiving party? Just for anybody listening, yeah, we're recording this on
1: September 21st. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what are it's you talking about? It's a Plymouth Rock-related uh, experience. What are you dressing up as? They're,
2: they're, well, I guess they're not gonna hear it. you go Judy. We got some pilgrims going on. I'm actually wearing here I'll put it on for Judy. It you're serious. Tonight oh, you're God. dressing he's actually up. As dressing as right now. He okay.
1: The costume is currently getting into is a morph suit uh, of some it looks like an alien, truthfully. I don't it's it's a black and white morph suit that is quite frankly terrifying and not at all Thanksgiving themed. Black and
0: white
2: though.
0: You're getting into a costume right now and it's a black
1: and white it, morph suit. Like a skin-tight
2: yeah, bodysuit that
0: also
1: goes over your head? Richard, your yep, he is completely covered oh. head to toe. Great
0: uh, cause someone in the I'm audience me a, a pic. Yeah, someone just asked can you text a picture to Abigail of what it looks like? <laughs>
3: Right now, you got it. We got I'm three and a half minutes. You can't
0: get it all the way on,
2: but
1: I can
2: play you right now. I can yeah, send him a picture half on. That's happening. totally fine. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh my God, this is horrifying. All right, I'm talking to him right now.
0: Think about how right. Abigail feels. <laughs> if you think this is embarrassing, Hang you've made tight. him stand up here for 58 minutes. All right, so Tanya. Here we got, it comes. Okay, yeah, we got the text coming through. We're waiting There's for There's no it to way come to on. prove that
2: this wasn't at the Thanksgiving.
0: I can also see where you're telling your buddies. He's about to set it up, <laughs> about to tweet it. Call now. Now
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tanya, three minutes left. Okay, I'm all well, ascending. Chris, I just want to say it means a lot for me to talk to you right now because you are truly one of the one of my heroes, you probably don't want to hear this because I wouldn't want to hear it on my side, but you're one of my heroes. And I found you in college, so not during when everything happened, but when I found you, I found a kindred soul that was able to embrace chaos, embrace the feelings, embrace the hard parts of life as much as you celebrate the absurdity of it all. And it's meant a lot to be able to follow you this whole time. And, uh, and you've been able to show me a lot of other even up-and-coming comics, Shout out to Martin right there, right now. He probably loves kids. Um, love the death camp, and you've been a great person to be able to show, highlight all and showcase. Continuing today, a young talent who otherwise wouldn't have been able to see each other. And I know it's really hard for you sometimes, but I think what you're doing right now is is going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives because I know it's made a difference in my life, and I know it's made a difference in the person sitting right next to you, Abigail's life. And I just want to thank you so much for everything you do and. Even after the five times you cried this week, fuck that guy, you just like <laughs> celebrate those times because you're also doing really fucking good right now and it means a lot. And if I was there right now, I'd give you a pop too, but I'm gonna have to have, <laughs> have, to have <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Okay>. Abigail, <laughs> David is instead. And Chris, it's just, you're doing an important thing for so many people out there. And I know it's really hard for you sometimes, but you're you're doing it and you're you're helping people. But you're also making us laugh, and that's what I think is the most important part of life. Life is really fucking hard sometimes. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Sally. But we've got to be able to enjoy all of life, both the good good parts and the bad parts. And you're truly the person that's best able to, like, has shown me how to do that, including Abigail. Abigail Abigail's pretty good at it, too. Happy to do my part. And Judy.
0: Thanks for saying that. That means a lot at the end of a hard week. That's really so nice to hear. And uh, I just. Hardly so tra-
2: for me too. So I'm talking to you. So that's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, man, it is really nice to talk to you. And I just try to do my part. I just try to listen. And thanks for saying that. It. It really does mean a lot. Also, want to let you know that Abigail spent most of your speech walking around the crowd, showing them a picture of your friend. <laughs> you have to tell your friend not to wear that. That's no, no, the most that was, horrifying thing I've him. ever seen. That's that you? Was, no, 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 no.
3: That was yeah. That was Tanya in yeah,
0: the picture. Yeah. yeah, Tanya, don't wear that. That's a terrifying costume. <laughs> It's terrifying. It you can't like...
2: prove that it wasn't at first Thanksgiving. <laughs> His name is Goltar.
0: If you show up to a Thanksgiving party wearing that, people are going to call the police. <laughs> it's terrifying. It, it looks like something before. out of a horror movie. <laughs> it looks like you only enter a party wearing that. Like
1: Five seconds.
0: You guys, hold on. We're going to give it a few extra seconds. I just have to say, sincerely, thank you so much. I have to say... To all of you, Abigail, Tanya, and Judy, thank you, because this was one of the most fun experiences of my 20 years of performing, and I can't thank oh, you enough. Thank you for Chris. calling and being so Chris. open. Chris, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait one more thing.
2: Chris, Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris. I was the guy who gave you the pop and then get ca- got kicked out of the college. What? He met you once at a college. Do you remember the guy who got kicked out of a college show because I gave you a pop?
3: Yeah, him. Uh...
2: He wanted me to tell
3: you that later. <laughs> Dude, you scared
0: me so bad. I was in like a backstage performers only area and you like kicked down the door and you were like, I got you a soda, I got you a soda. Here's a pop, dude, I got you a pop. And I've, I, I've, I will tell you, honestly, you, you seemed like a really nice guy, but also I, I've rarely felt more unsafe <laughs> while in, in a green room. Did we hang up on him? What a shocking revelation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, how about Abigail, Judy, and Tanya? That one was a joy. I'm so glad we all got, got to experience that one together. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I'll see some of you guys at the 10 o'clock show. Thank you. Sincerely, that was a fucking crazy one. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that one. I have to thank so many people two people on the phone i have to thank the guy who was on stage i have to thank everybody who came out and bought tickets in detroit and laughed and cheered and was such a big part of that experience have to thank jared o'connell both for uh, producing this episode engineering this episode and coming all the way to michigan to be a big part of it have to thank harry nelson for one of the final times Let's go ahead and thank Shell Shag for the music. Go to ChrisGet.com. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps. See you next time. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. My dream comes true when a professional wrestler calls the show. You drive two hours and they pay you, did you say $5 and a hot dog?
2: Well, I'm just saying $5. I bought a hot dog with the $5. From the concession stand? So they made back buck seventy five? Yeah,
1: the hot dog was not included in the uh, $5 arrangement.
0: They gave you, you drove two hours. They gave you $5, and they made you pay
1: for the hot dog. Yes.
0: <laughs> what happened? Uh, did, like, no one show up, so they didn't go? Really...
2: I, I can feel, like, every listener's eyes just rolling, like, oh, my gosh. Even. If you're doing this, you're like, just, oh, man.
0: That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.